Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Welcome back to the Propane Business Podcast. Um, I'm here with in-house propane business productivity expert, Yusuf. And today we are going to be talking about making, well, how to find free time. And Yusuf has five really good tips for this. Um, so yes, Yusuf, if you want to just talk about tip number one, we might as well get right into it. Let's do it. This is exciting being uh, being interviewed on, on our own podcast. So if you don't know me, I set up and run Propane Business and Propane Fitness along with Johnny a long time ago, about 10 years ago, while doing a medical degree and working full-time as a doctor. So over time, I've made a lot of mistakes and I've learned a thing or two about managing your time. So I want to try and share share, share you, share share. you with some of the... Uh, mistakes that I've learned and some ways that you can fast track your way to this. Um, I think this is particularly poignant this year where everybody is, well, if you're self-employed, you have no boundaries on your time anymore. During lockdown, as Alex just said before, the bedroom and the office are the same thing. And you end up very easily just Parkinson's law into your whole day. You know, that any tasks you have, just fill up the entire time that you allocate to them. So we want to be able to have some very clear boundaries with when you're working and when you're not working. And really everything stems from there. So tip number one is to have time boxes. This is creating a window of time in your calendar where there is a clear outcome for each block of time. So this comes from Cal Newport and many others where you actually see your day as a visual calendar scroll and you can do this with a pen and paper, or you can do it on a on an app. My choice of app is Tick Tick, and you literally just drag out a block of time, and it's like, right, I'm beginning that now. I'm going to set the analog Pomodoro timer. Very nice. And and there you go. You've just being able to do what you're doing is half the battle, but also being able to not do what you're not doing, and that's something that I think all of us struggle with a lot more than we think because we've got this big burden of all the things that we should be doing at some point. And we try and either do them all at once or we have our inbox open or our notifications open and you try and do one thing, but then also other things are also, oh, but they're also productive and that also counts as work. And and it's not really procrastination because you're not kind of messing about, but you're just not getting any one thing done. You're just getting 1% progress in a hundred things. So the solution to all of that, tip number one, time box, clear outcome, for each block of time. Yes. And just to dive into that a little bit more, because it's always the case of you can create time boxes and you can write them out. Um, but how do you make sure that you actually adhere to the time box? You know, obviously you might be like, oh, from one to two, I'm doing this. And then life gets in the way, 
you know, your dog gets sick or, you know, stuff changes. How do you navigate that whilst trying to adhere to time boxes without it, you know, being like, well, it's all, it's all ruined now. Yeah. Very, <laughs> you know, very good question. A couple so of minutes. Yeah. Overscheduling is the main error there when people yeah. they go, Oh, I'm going to start time boxing. So they, they allocate a time box for like every seven minute window of, of their, of their life. And if you go for a poo that's slightly too long, that's it. You've fucked your day. So you really have to have, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to make it into the trailer isn't it yeah. so you've got to have at least a 15 minute window on either side of each time box to give yourself some buffer time uh, mm-hmm. if your dog gets sick or whatever you have to be able to move these things around and have some flexibility um, but also realize that some tasks may take a bit longer than expected most tasks will actually to do any task that requires focus you usually need 25, 30 minutes just to get into the, the zone and then a further 35, 40 minutes to actually make some progress in it. So trying to keep your time boxes as, as big as possible is actually really helpful because mm-hmm. if you can dedicate three hours at a time to a single task and a single project, creating your lead magnet or writing out marketing emails or something and batch them all, you get into the flow and you'll get much more done in those three hours as one block than you would from doing three one-hour blocks. Yeah. No, I think that that's a really good point. And that's, I mean, just so people know, I, I kind of, I've done a degree in writing and that's a big practice that writers use as well. So normally like it, you might take 45 minutes of staring at a blank page, but then that 45th minute, the next five minutes you write more then than you wrote in the last hour or so. And that's, that's a very important part of, I think any process of creating something, whether or not it's a business or whether or not it's a fun story or, you know, what, whatever it is, um, you do have to allow for some time to get the gears in your brain turning and get yourself directed towards that task. Such a good point, especially with writing, where that's something where you you can't force it. Like there is a, there's a creative element to it and you've got to get your mind and your gears of, of your brain into that, into that flow. And I call it the sphincter because <laughs> this is you sit down to try and work and there is a sphincter. There's like a, a push where you're like, oh, I'm not quite feeling in the groove. And then suddenly, boom, you're, you're through the sphincter, you're deep into the anal canal or the rectal rectal shelf and it's beautiful and you're smoothly gliding along. But you do have to initially push through that that force of the sphincter to break through the, the messy mind that happens when you first sit down at your desk. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, obviously, you know, we're talking about it in terms of writing, but how re- relating that to the personal training context, if it's, for example, coming up with your content for you know social media or anything like that, doing that in a three-hour batch, you'll be surprised that, you know, come at, you know, you might not, you might be like, oh, struggling for an hour or two. But if you do it all in that three hours, then as opposed to like thinking about it all week, dealing with that weight, um, getting it done in that batch is not only more time efficient, you know, just in that, you're going to generate more ideas once you get to hour two and you're like, Oh, I can see like six different paths. I can go down here. Um, and you're also just not going to have the weight of it on you for the rest of the week. So it's going to make the other time boxes easier to complete. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's nothing worse than just an unfinished task. That's always looming over you. I scheduled 419 Instagram posts, um, over a, a couple of weeks. Um, just during some, I had some night shifts that weren't that busy. So I brought my laptop and just was like, right, I'm just going to absolutely bash out Instagram scheduling. And it was really unpleasant, but that's over a year of Instagram content now. 
Are, are we still on the night shift uh, posts? Oh, we, yeah, we will be for another 10 months or so. so if, if you want to see Yusuf's midnight 2am delirium, definitely <laughs> follow Propane Fitness on Instagram. Just read the <laughs> captions, you'll be like, what? Oh, okay, well, now oh. I get it. <laughs> oh, so that's actually to be fair. So for anyone that doesn't hasn't followed the Propane Instagram, Yusuf has some incredible captions. That are, are these ones you've made up in a kind of night shift stupor? Some of them. Um, so they're, they're usually the, <laughs> the Fitzbo quotes on Johnny's lifting videos. Um, so so now anyone who's uh, listening to this has seen behind the fourth wall, and they realise that this isn't actually Johnny speaking. This was Yusuf on a night shift from. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like yes. I'm really revealing trade secrets here. <laughs> but yes, let's get back to the how to get, get more free time. So number one, time boxing. Uh, number two? Number two is your internal and external working space. Mm-hmm. So internal we'll get to in tips three and four, but external is just your desk setup. You've got to have a clear desk. Don't have loads of crap on it because that opens up loops it open loops in your brain of things that you know that you need to get done at some point like oh there's those papers on the desk here and there's oh there's a there's an empty bowl of whatever and you you've got to be able to just completely clear that stuff out and just have the thing that you're working on on the desk and uh that reminds me there's an app called next meeting which gives you the task that you're meant to be doing in the time box because it synchronizes with your calendar and it makes the top of your menu bar just the text that says that task. So it's just another reminder of like, if you're going off task, task, then it goes, you're a twat. Hey, here's the the task you're supposed to be doing. So it's really about like minimizing anything that's in your peripheral vision internally and externally so that you can really zone in on that one thing. And an extension of that is getting rid of notifications. I can't yeah. like I can't believe people in 2020 that still have notifications for like words with friends on. It's insane. It's absolutely wild. I think like I mean I, that's definitely a bit of advice I took from you and like the amount of like mental RAM that freed up. I mean I'm also like really bad with notifications. I think that I mean I, I like playing games and like all that stuff so like the dopamine hit of like a notification or a number popping up um that really gets me. So yes, turning off notifications can free up so much space and stop you from getting distracted within within those time boxes or just when you're generally trying to do anything useful at all. Like, hundred percent. I'm I'm so glad it's been a improvement, it, and it's it's painful to do because we're you know we're losing a little source of dopamine that we're used to getting. Yeah, but it's never satisfying, is it? No, and like ninety nine point nine percent of notifications are useless. I think the only thing to kind of counteract that is in the personal training stuff. And if you're running an online personal training business, obviously you need some kind of notifications at times, but just be very conscious about which those are, you know? So if you have, if you have contact with clients uh, via messaging, which, you know, we suggest only for a kind of a higher price, but that's, that's a different conversation. But if you have that, then make sure that's in one app as opposed to in WhatsApp or in like texts, because, then you're getting notifications of your aunt, of the group chat sending some weird meme as alongside all of those things. And you're allowing yourself to get sidetracked. Whereas if you had it in one app where that app is the only time that clients message you, then if you have notifications on for that, because you can specify which app you have notifications on for, then you're not going to miss the essential things, but you're also not going to get sidetracked by all the other stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's, there's notifications within the app and that's when you open it and you're using it and you're like, right. Or there's, there's push notifications. And what we don't want is something to, unless it's the the only ones that I have on are actually the ones for time boxes because they are the ones that I've put into the system to keep me on track. Um, so yeah, you're right. Using, using them to your advantage. Um, so yeah, that's kind of number two to sort of summarize clear your working area yes uh, as well digital as well as physical exactly awesome. so we we actually have some exercises for that um to go through in uh, in specific on the members area members.propanefitness.com and uh, it's all for free in the gift section if you want to check that out for some uh step-by-step instructions on how to do that 100 percent and so you know we've talked about the physical the the digital working space and you said mental working space that was going to be in points three and four uh so we might as well hop right in there with number three let's do it so the what i mentioned about open loops that's the same concept as you get something ping up on your notification because you're an absolute um philistine that doesn't didn't turn off his notifications and it says like hey can you pick up some milk on whatever and because you're also a Philistine, you, you, you know, you're physically going to the shops and buying milk rather than having asked a delivery. Um, <laughs> such a dig. Um, but that's created an open loop. You know, you might see the text, put it down, not do anything about it. What's happened there is that you've, you've now created a little thing in the back of your mind that's like, oh, there's a, there's a task that hasn't been done yet, but we've not put it into any kind of system. And you might forget, might not. If you forget the milk, then it's a problem oh, well, back to what I was doing. And that open loop just sits at the back of your mind and creates a level of background stress. The way I like to think of it is, if you've ever played, did you ever play Metal Gear Solid? I, I have played one of them, but couldn't get into it because the cutscenes were too long. They were far too long and you couldn't skip a lot of them. Um, so <laughs> on, on that game, there's a, a grenade called the Chaff Grenade, which yeah. blocks the radars of your enemy Mm -hmm. and open loops are like that they just create this like static in your mind that stops you from being able to to see clearly and they take up mental bandwidth Mm -hmm. so tip number three is open up as much mental bandwidth as you can by having a capture process and a review process so that you can spend as much time as you can doing the task and not um having stuff just floating around the back of your mind and this is the same as the um don't do what you're not doing idea no awesome hey guys i just wanted to jump on here quickly and tell you a bit about my experience working with the guys at propane so earlier this year i decided to transition career to online coaching um but honestly had no idea where to begin i thought i needed to have a couple of thousand followers on Instagram, uh, be posting on social media every day. And that was basically the way to be a successful online coach. But I am so glad that I found the Propane Business course. And when I had the opportunity to do it, I jumped straight on it. And it's it's honestly been a godsend. I would be lost without it. Um, Johnny and Yusuf basically show you how to build an online fitness business from scratch or anywhere where you are in your journey. 
Um, they give you all the tools and the knowledge that you need to succeed as an online coach. Um, and you know, without them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even thought of some of the things that they teach you how to do. So it, it's, it's been amazing. And after just a few months of working with them, I am ready to quit my full time job, um, and fully transition, uh, into online coaching, which I am really excited about. And I'm, I'm really excited to apply everything that they've, they've taught me and, and see where I can take my business. So if you are on the fence about doing this, I know it's a big investment and it, it seems quite scary, but it is 100% worth it. You will uh, make all the money back. You will get so much out of it. Um, and yeah, I definitely recommend. So sort of with that, where would you suggest the, so for example, the milk thing. So obviously that's a notification, but you know, in lockdown, we're all at home for the most part, apart from you in the hospital. Um, but say, for example, your partner walks in and is like, oh, we really need to get milk. Now, there's two paths you can take there. There's obviously, well, there's, uh, there's okay, there's infinite paths you can take. But for the sake of the objective being milk gets handled, yeah. the milk situation <laughs> is addressed. There's obviously, you can capture that there's you can act on it straight away and just like buy it in a 30 seconds from you know a, gro a grocery website or you could go to the shop which is obviously the least efficient how would you figure out for a situation to situation which of the you know what the best course of action is because in terms of open loop even if you capture it that's still theoretically an open loop yeah but if you if the action took 30 seconds Technically, you've closed the loop, but you have got out of your time box. So I know that's a bit in the weeds, but I think it might be useful for people yeah, to hear. Yeah, it's, it's, on, it's worth, on worth addressing. So the GTD, David Allen, Getting Things Done system talks about, as you said, if a task takes less than two minutes to do, don't capture it, just do it straight away. Um, otherwise, you've only captured it properly if you assign it a time and a window and a specific action to do about it. So milk just the word milk in your reminders is not captured that's <laughs> it's spilled everywhere it's not in the, it's not in its bottle it's all over the floor it's all over the floor there's another one for the trailer uh, they, there's the story about the programmer who went to the shops and his wife called him and said oh can you can you just uh, get a pint of milk oh and if there are any eggs get six and he came back with six pints of milk <laughs> if function didn't close bracket terrible so assign it a specific time box and in your review process i so i have a reminder every day at 8 p.m to spend 15 minutes reviewing and it's just like pinging up looking at all the overdue tasks anything that hasn't been done and allocating it a new time window so that if the dog became sick if i slipped on some milk whatever you can <laughs> then arrange that at a, a new time so you're you are flexible it's not like you've set up a set up your life where if something goes wrong you completely lost you know you have some flex in the plan definitely and I, and I think those buffers can be useful for those tasks as well so you know you talked about time boxing always make sure there's a 15 minute buffer between tasks if for whatever reason you accumulated like even if it's like you know it was lunch so you had that but then you had to hop on a call with a potential client uh, so now you've got a bowl of salad on your on your desk, like using that 15 minute buffer to look around and maybe clear that physical space um, 
is also a way to maintain that. And then in the evening, you know, because this is all about free time and getting some free time. Um, your free time is actually your free time and you're not just fixing small fires that you created across the course of the day by not using those 15-minute buffers properly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Properly, properly, <laughs> properly, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but yes, so so number four, you also said, is, is another, so closing loops is number three, closing loops through a capture process and that capture process being that the thing you capture has to have an action and a time constraint and a time box assigned to it. Yeah. Um, number four. Number four is take all of the stuff that you need to do with self-development and training and anything that's that's like included in your kind of life admin, grow, personal growth, personal development stuff, and just get a system in place for it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're into journaling or you're into um, dunking yourself in cold water or going for a run in the morning or whatever it is. But just have it there and stop reading about biohacking and, um, you know, like trying to tweak, mess with it. Just pick a process, get it handled, make sure that you're fully on board with it, that you've, you've got it in place. And that if you did it for a year, it would take you to the place that you want to be, to become the person that you want to be. And then just let it go. This is that people listening to this are coaches. They recognize the value in a coach is partly to stop a client from overthinking their their training yes. and to just be like look mate here's your program do it and and if you're a good coach and you see a value in what you do you also probably have a coach because you recognize that um even coaches need coaches and you need to be able to also free up that mental bandwidth for your own um your own training too so whatever you need to do hire a coach use a process whatever the point is autopilot all of your self-development and just set it running yes a hundred percent and i think that's where humans slip up the most is an inability to stick to a process that they emotionally convince themselves is not optimal for either they're not getting the result quick enough or it's hard like yeah like that's that's i think the reason that most people and it's not like about they find the exact success but like the general notion of getting themselves in a place that is improved. Not like, you know, so say for example, you wanted to, you know, run in the Olympics, you know, there are certain barriers probably genetically that are good, that might stop you from getting into that 10 person field. But if you're at where you're at, that's not, you know, doing the process that is the most practiced process to getting there is still going to get you in a much better place than if you try and optimize for that early on. It's, um, it's so funny because it's so easy to see that when we're looking at the example of the Olympic runner or, or yeah. the, the attempting Olympic runner. Mm-hmm. But yet we, we do it so much with our own training and stuff, especially if we're into diet and training and that reading about that stuff and we get really caught in the weeds. But yeah, if we had a client that did that, we would very quickly like, be like, hey, stop overthinking, just do this. So we just need to apply that to ourselves and turn that um, that mirror onto ourselves, which is often painful. Exactly. And I, and I think one thing that a lot of business owners and a lot of like self-employed people are really fearful of is like mistakes or not doing it perfectly um, because they think that that is going to be fatal. Well, propane fitness is an example of you can keep making lots of mistakes and it still works really well 
Oh yeah, we we made so many. We we did things so backward business wise for the first five years. Yeah, and you know if you as long as you're doing some stuff correctly and consistently, you can always just course correct as you go along. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, how, how many people do we do, do you coach um, in in the business group that? have been like procrastinating on launching their, their, their free offer or their, their service or their challenge because they're afraid that it's not quite perfect or whatever. Exactly. And that's, that's just never going to be it. It's, it's never going to be optimal or, or it's never going to be optimal, but if you have a system that is proven to work for a vast majority of people, it will still probably work. And then it's still probably working versus it not being optimal. Like, the only options you have there are it probably works, but not in the perfect way, or it works in a perfect way, and both of those are fine. And like what, both of those are the one way. The one way to guarantee that it won't work at all is not doing not it. Doing it, not <laughs> following a system, and not having things in place. And I mean, it's it's a case of working it, and also like getting feedback from a system. So this is this might go into system design, which is probably going to be a different podcast. So I'm actually going to park that for now. Um, but as a little side note, having a system in place that gives you feedback that you can then make tweaks to, um, from a business standpoint, uh, and also obviously from like a fitness standpoint as well is the key to making improvement in anything. Um, or a key, the key. You've read my mind because that's tip number five. Oh, here (laughs) we go then. So yeah, separate planning from execution. Exactly Mm -hmm. that thing, which is you can sit and plan something out and yes, try and make it optimal, but give yourself a, a defined end point for like, right now I'm going to just launch it. I'm just going to deploy it and see what happens and then run it for 10 weeks, 12 weeks, see how it works. By the end, you've got some data. You've not fucked with it in the meantime. You've just let it run. And then at week 12, you can say, right, here's what's worked. Here's what didn't. Now I'm going to regroup, change what needs to be changed and then do it again. This applies with training. It applies with trading and investing. Um, if you're changing your trading strategy as you're going along, you get to the end of it and you've made a loss, but you don't know why. Or, you, or worse, you've made a massive profit and you don't know why. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. terrible. That's dangerous. That's really dangerous. <laughs> so, and, and particularly with um, launching your online offer, go, taking what you do as a PT or as a coach and trying to launch it online but not having a clear marketing plan compared to being able to run your marketing plan in blocks and being like, right, this was my cost per lead. This was the result of this. This was the reach. And here's how I can change it. So that is tip number five. And by doing that, what you're doing, again, coming back to the whole theme of this podcast, which is freeing up your bandwidth, it gives you time to think. Because if you're filling up every moment with second guessing your own plan, you're never going to be able to see the wood for the see the wood for the trees see the forest for the trees you won't be able to see the forest wood for the trees well wood and forest are interchangeable fine so you'll 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 only see wood (laughs) you'll only see trees (laughs) you'll be stuck in a tree world and yeah what Um, you need is a helicopter (laughs) that's the top tip you need to take away to save time get a helicopter simple free up your time no um but no, I think that's very important. And really it is just like, you know, the separating planning from execution is the macro version of closing loops. Yeah. You know, it's also, I think one of the hardest psychological battles that you have in 
any walk of life, but especially owning a business where it feels like, oh, if this one, you know, you can have a down day or you could have a version of something that isn't optimal, or you could have like one complaint out of the 50 clients that are really happy with you. And you can be like, oh God, we need to change everything now. Oh my God. Which <laughs> I definitely experienced. I know you and Johnny had early, early doors. Oh um, yeah. And, and, and that could be the worst thing that happens. You get one nutter who's complaining about a process that actually 49 out of the 50 love. And that was the most scalable thing. And actually, yeah, the more people that come through your funnel, the as a you know percentage wise, there's um, there's always going to be some difficult person who's going to complain. Who might be the vocal minority, but that doesn't mean you should change your funnel. No, and you, it, not, it's about having yeah, that helicopter. Like, for example, someone. So your program offering, you know, it's group coaching. It's really scalable. You're like, there's no messaging support, and that's just part of it. And you know, ninety nine percent of people absolutely fine with that all getting results all loving it and then one person's like i thought there would be messaging coaching you need to do messaging coaching if you give in to that person because as opposed to having the whole process and being able to see the process clearly you're overthinking the mic the micro things and micromanaging each element if you give in to them you have drastically changed the course of your business and put a ceiling on the amount of clients that you can handle because of two percent of people that have bought the product it from a business standpoint just refund them to be honest like it doesn't matter like because that's such a good point like what's the what's the time cost that you suddenly cost yourself now you you're waking up every day now to 500 whatsapp notifications um rather than if you just refunded those two clients that would have cost you a couple of hundred quid and completely capped the problem and now you've got a hundred percent happy clients with defined times that you can interact with them exactly and then as the business grows a few more of those unhappy people will come along but that doesn't mean you're not providing a good service that just means that i don't know for whatever reason they you know either maybe maybe your messaging wasn't clear enough but it's probably just that they're the kind of person that if they're not seeing instant results might get annoyed or they're, might get, you know, they're often the same kind of people that would write to british gas and say like where's my cake and you'd be like what and they'd be like well i expected a cake and you haven't sent one <laughs> yeah exactly and like you, you can't help those people anyway, and that that that's fine. You know, they they have some deeper stuff to probably work through. Uh, but yes, that's we're getting a little sidetracked and going into mindset, which we'll definitely talk about in some more podcasts. Um, so but hopefully, go. that that is an example that illustrates uh, one thing I did want to talk about in terms of the time boxing and kind of loop back to the beginning is making time boxes for your free time and for your time outside of work. Um, I think that is something that I'm finding crucially important in lockdown and when I'm working from home is that, yes, if you have notifications and you have time boxes for your day, but say you have time boxes for your day and it's all like work related and you don't make time boxes for the play, all that happens is anything that was an open loop because open loops just happen if you're running a business. Like it it just, you know, there's people that you might have been like, oh, you know, when I get paid on Friday, I'll, uh," you know, or or anything like that. There's always going to be those things. Um, so if you don't make sure that you're scheduling your playtime for a want of a better word, um, you're going to actually hamstring yourself. And also ha- doing more work of an, doing sort of weird, busy work that you know you shouldn't be doing because you're meant to be off or all of that. Doing that in the evening is going to make your next day worse because you're more tired, you're less excited. And it can feel, again, it's the same as like planning and execution. 
It's exactly 100%. the same thing. Like, it's not it's not rejuvenating to do half work and i think you're very good at being able to say right i'm switching off now um it's the the cal newport shutdown routine idea which is at the end of the day you you take everything that is meant to be unf- is meant to be done today or unfinished or whatever you schedule it all out and you go right shut down done laptop off if you can't trust yourself to do that do what Johnny did and download Frozen Turkey, which is an app that literally will not allow you on your laptop. It just shuts it down until the next day. And then I think in an ideal world, and if you're like financially there, having separate devices for work and for play is also a thing. I don't have that mode. right now, but you know, when I do, I'll definitely be doing that. That's kind of my next big purchase I'm looking towards after the PS5. But... <laughs> nice once you start dealing drugs then exactly no but the genuinely having separate devices and just keeping church and state you know apart from each other is a really important principle to live by it allows you to exist outside of the business and also it allows you to run the business better because you give yourself these boundaries to actually you know work in and and you won't overstress things and you'll find 99 i mean i know just to peer behind the uh you know, curtain a little bit of propane is, you know, that there's been days where Johnny and Yusuf, you know, Yusuf's been in hospital and Johnny's been off and I've been dealing with a lot of the kind of business side of things. And I think initially that created a lot of anxiety for you two. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, it's always hard to because it's your, it's your baby, isn't it? And you, but exactly as you said, like that, that's they the internal the stuff. Day and it was fine. Everything, Everything was on fire and <laughs> we'd somehow invaded China and yeah. Exactly. No, like none of that is going to happen, especially if the system you built is built from principles that are effective. And, that, and that's the big thing. If if the principles you're coming from work, the margins of error, they're there, but they're just a lot smaller. 100%. Wonderful. Yeah. So to find out more on this or to see how all of this fits together into a, a full productivity system, I've actually recorded a series uh, just because I got so many questions about how I balanced propane with medicine and working full time as a doctor that um, I was like, right, I need to just put this into a process. So you can go on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash propane fitness. And there is a full seven part series on exactly how you can implement all of this. All right. Beautiful. Wonderful. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.